Amen. Thank you, ladies. Appreciate that much. If you grab your Bibles, join me in Isaiah chapter 28. Isaiah chapter 28. And Isaiah chapter 28 will be there in just a moment. Morning's message is entitled, How Do You Want Your Lesson, Over Easy or Over Hard? How do you want your lesson? Over easy, over hard. We'll explain here in just a moment as we delve into God's words. Good to be back with you uh, this week. Appreciate Pastor Aaron, the group from Ambassador last week, taking care of things. It's good to have Erica and the baby here too. And so uh, appreciate your prayers. Thank you so very much. And uh, we're doing well. Baby's afforded us some sleep, so that's good. And uh, grateful for that. But we're glad you're here today. I mean that. I'm looking forward to opening God's Word with you. Isaiah chapter 28. I hope that's given you enough time to find it. And uh, there in the Old Testament, okay? All right, let me ask this question. How many of you had eggs this morning for breakfast? Raise your hand. If you had eggs for breakfast, a eh, pretty good number. Not bad. Actually, I expected a few more, but uh, I like eggs. I'm a big uh, person who likes eggs. In fact, I like them uh, almost every way. There aren't too many ways I don't like eggs. I like them scrambled. I like them hard-boiled. I like them uh, over hard. You name it, I like it. There's only one way I don't like, though. Deviled eggs. <sighs> The name says it all, saints. Come on. Deviled eggs. And I, I've, I've been to potluck dinners when people said, oh, no, these are angel eggs. <laughs> that doesn't change the taste of them, okay? They still taste like a devil. Anyway, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just can't do that. That's my favorite, though. My favorite is over easy. I like that yolk running, and I like sopping it up with a piece of toast. Mm. That's good stuff right there. And uh, maybe over some sausage gravy and business. Ooh, we may have to cut out early to get to lunch. Amen. Talking about food. I like it over here. That's my favorite uh, kind of egg and so forth. Now, the same is true about lessons that God wants to teach me, wants me to learn. I really like them only one way. I like them over easy. I like the lessons of God easy. I like to learn them the easy way, if we might put it that way. And uh, to grasp them and learn. In fact, the fact, the fact of the matter is this. We all know that the hard way of learning one of God's lessons, that brings sorrow. That brings hurt, heartache. That brings uh, uh, often um, consequences that we uh, don't <laughs> intend or desire and so forth. And the fact is this. Our Heavenly Father, He wants us to learn lessons the easy way too. Your Father wants you to learn them the easy way. We think of any earthly father, the same would be true. You love your children to learn lessons the easy way. You say, well, Pastor Henry, what is, and certainly that's not surprising that God in heaven would want us to learn the lessons of life that he has for us the easy way. What is the easy way? It's very simple. A simple alliteration will help us. And number one, we ought to hear. I love the verse in Psalm 85, 8. It says this, I will hear what the Lord will speak. Now notice this, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. Don't you love that? I will hear what the Lord God has to speak. So I'm going to make sure that I hear, listen, I hear, and boy, whatever God speaks, can I tell you, it will bring peace to your soul. It will bring peace to his saints. Number two, not only hear it, but you've got to heed it. I, I love what Second Chronicles 19 says, verse 7, the first part says, Wherefore now let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Notice it. Take heed and do it. Take heed and do it. Take what God has said. Now hear it. You've got to hear it. You've got to have your ears open, okay? Um, Sunday mornings is not an extra nap time, amen? Reading God's word is not a time to take a nap. It's not a time to just kind of go through it and, oh, okay, I did it and didn't glean anything. You need to hear it. You need to take it in, but you also need to heed it. 
the fear of the Lord ought to be working in your heart and mind saying, boy, if God is going to speak, I'm not only going to hear it, I'm going to heed it. I'm going to take it to heart. And that's really the next part. Uh, uh, the third thing is hide the truth. So you hear it, you heed it, and you hide it. You hide that truth and that lesson in one's heart. I love what Proverbs chapter 2 says here for us. It says this. Now, catch this. My son, if thou will receive my words, notice this next statement, and hide my commandments with thee. Then he goes on, so that thou, when you hide it, here's what happens, so that thou incline thine ear into wisdom and applying thine heart unto understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. I love that statement. All these things. What does it start with? Receive the word. That can say hear it. And then you hide it. Hide the commandments with you. Hide them in your heart. Memorize them. Learn them so you hear, heed, and hide. That is the easy way to take a lesson of God and learn from it. That's what God wants. But sadly, boy, the scriptures and even life around us today are full of examples of those who chose to learn a lesson the hard way. To, to learn it the, the way that God did not want initially. Uh, to learn it the way that, that, boy, causes heartache and hurt and sorrow. And Isaiah chapter 28 is such an example. In Isaiah chapter 28, God's delivering through a prophet a very condemning report. A declaration, if you want to put it that way, a prophecy. It's addressed, as we'll see in just a moment, to Ephraim. Now, Ephraim was one of the main tribes in the northern kingdom when the kingdom of Israel split. And so often you'll see in scriptures, uh, it's addressed to Ephraim, and uh, he's talking about this northern kingdom uh, of Israel here. Now look at verse number one. We'll see that. Notice it, verse number one. Woe to the crown of pride, to the drunkards of Ephraim, whose glorious beauty is a fading flower, which are the head of the fat valleys of them that are overcome with wine. He doesn't mince words. From the get-go, he's, this declaration of judgment is just ushered. In fact, no one is exempt from God's declaration of guilt. In fact, as the chapter develops, you'll see the leaders are called to task, the people are called to task, the priests are called to task, and the spiritual leaders. He calls them drunkards. He says that like a, uh, they're like a flower whose glory has faded. They have, you go on to explain in this chapter, they have er- erred through wine. They have erred in obedience to God. They've stumbled in judgment. Those are all things that God had already instructed them in. He had already begun teaching the lesson. He had already said, okay, listen, here, hey, listen. He'd already said that to Israel. And as he did that, they didn't listen. These are the things that they failed in. They had failed in these lessons and, and judgment and, and loving wine and such things and, and just disobeying God across the board and all the law that he had given them through the prophets, through the law. And furthermore, God had sent good prophets, good men of God with a message to call them back when they had gone astray. Many times in his mercy and long suffering, he had sent these prophets and his messengers in their midst and they had mocked them. They had scorned those messengers in the message. They chose to rebel and sin and stubbornness against God and his word instead of submitting and returning to God as he instructed their way of living. That would have been taking the easy path to come back to God, to listen to those prophets, to hear him through his prophets say, oh, we're not doing right. Let's get this right and let's return to God. But they didn't because of sin in their life. Now, can I tell you this morning, here's a great spiritual truth that we would do do well to learn. Simply this thought, 
sin in our lives will often make us so stubborn that we only learn a lesson a hard way. Sin in our lives will make us so stubborn that we will only learn the lesson the hard way. We'll refuse to submit. We'll refuse to return unto God. Now, pride is often that sin, but it's really any sin. Pride certainly there, and, and uh, the, the sin of thinking that we are incapable of doing wrong, that we're in the right. Uh, you name the sin. It can be many sins that get in the way. They cause us to be stubborn. That then forces us in life. God's trying to teach us a lesson, and we don't learn it the easy way. We kind of force his hand to teach us the hard way. Can I just challenge you right now? Is it always should be the case with you and I as Christians, we ought to always examine our heart to see if there be some wicked way in us. Is there sin? Lord, I don't want to miss a lesson today, this Sunday. I I don't want to miss a lesson this week because there's sin in my life that I'm not dealing with, and it's made me stubborn. It's made me uh, resistant to the lesson you want me to learn. Is something present, Lord? Because sin is that slippery slope that leads to learning every lesson the hard way. You know, sometimes we'll give it a cute word. We'll call it hard-headed. We'll call it something else like that. But reality is, when you and I get some years between that decision or that time and now, we'll look back and say, man, I wish I would have learned that lesson back then. I wish I would have dealt with that sin and got it taken care of, confessed it, forsaken it, or forsook it, and then said, okay, God, I, <laughs> I'm ready to learn this lesson. You see, God specializes in teaching lessons with his people. Can I remind you this morning, Christian, listen, you can never, never, never drop out of God's classroom. You will never flunk out of God's classroom. You will never skip ahead in God's classroom. There's no advanced placement classes. God has lessons for you to learn each and every day. God has lessons for you to learn every week of your life, every month of your life. And we'll see that play out even in this passage, what he says here. My friend, can I tell you, no one, no one gets out of God's classroom. So what ought you to do? Some of you have told your own children this. You're stuck there. You better learn the lesson. But dad, mom, it's math. Yeah, you still need to learn it. Can I tell you right now, some of us as Christians, we need to wrap our minds back around and embrace the simple reality that God has a lesson for us to learn. Until we graduate to heaven through death or rapture, there are lessons to be learned. And my friend, you know what? God wants you to learn it the easy way. The easy way. He doesn't want to have to teach you the hard way, though he can do that. And the reality is this, he knows how to do that. Our Heavenly Father knows how to teach a lesson the easy way, what I like to call over easy, and the hard way. Look with me, if you will, down at verse 9 and 10. Learn a few truths from these passages here, these verses. Verse 9, whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. What's he talking about? Look at verse 10. He explains more. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, 
there a little. Jump down to verse 12. To whom he said, this is the, the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Verse 13, but the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. Let's grab a few lessons from this passage real quick. Number one is this. And when it comes to a truth about lessons, here it is. Number one, God's lessons are given here a little, there a little. Here a little, there a little. Precept upon precept, line upon line is what God. He is in the business of building disciples, Christians. It's why we call this Christian life a journey. We call it the walk, the Christian walk. And, and there have been many who have understood this. Peter understood it as well as anybody. He grasped early on in his life and his time with Jesus Christ and his development as a Christian that, okay, God has many lessons for me to learn. Uh, he, he is a great picture of someone that learns them sometimes the easy way, sometimes the hard way. And, you know, when he went through that whole denial of Christ and, oh, no, I'll never leave thee. And Christ said, oh, no, you're going to deny me. Uh, you talk about learning a lesson the hard way? That was it. There's other times that Peter learned it the easy way, and it's a great picture of that. All throughout his life, he learned, listen, do, do not miss it, Christian. Here a little, there a little. Here a little, there a little. Line upon line, precept upon precept. That's God's plan for growing you as a Christian. See, some of us want the fast track. We want the microwave mentality. I want it, and I want it now. I want to be changed into everything I ought to be right now. That's not how God works. God works here a little, there a little. Lesson here, lesson there. And you can't fast forward. You can't skip what God's plan is. Peter understood it. Later in life, do you remember Peter? He, he wrote there at the end. In fact, I want you to turn there. Second Peter chapter number one, if you'll turn with me. Second Peter chapter number one. We want to look here. But later in life, he, he gives some good advice as he looks back on his own life, the Holy Spirit leading him to teach us about God's lessons, to teach us about how, what God's plan is for us to grow. And obviously, it's probably too late now, but keep your spot in Isaiah 28, uh, okay, or find it again quickly, all right? But we're in First Peter chapter number 1, uh, excuse me, Second Peter, I said First Peter, Second Peter chapter 1, I apologize, Second Peter chapter 1, we'll pick up in verse number 5, we'll read through verse 7, we're going to read a few verses here, because here's Peter, Peter's saying, all right, Chris, Christian, here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned about the lessons of God, how they are. And it goes right along with Isaiah 28, what God said about here a little, there a little. Look at verse number five. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. And to your virtue, we can throw in there, add knowledge. And to knowledge, add temperance. And to temperance, add patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity okay so what does he say let's step back these things are to be added to your life and i like what he says and it's not he's not saying okay let's not do this laundry list this grocery list all at once we go to the grocery store we pick up all these things that's not really how it's going to happen the reality is the christian life is a time of growth it's a journey so all along the way, we're trying to add these things, and God brings different lessons in our life to teach us, okay, you know, God's going to teach us some lessons about knowledge and about virtue and about temperance, self-control, about patience. He's going to give us lessons about godliness. He's going to give us lessons about brotherly kindness. He's going to bring a lesson in your life about charity, how to love someone when maybe they are unlovable. Here a little, there a little. God has all these lessons for you and I to learn. 
He doesn't throw a final exam at you all at once before you've even learned the lesson. And so, friend, the reality is that when these things happen, there's a desired outcome. Look at verse 8. Notice it. Verse 8, for if these things be in you and abound, you've learned these lessons, you're doing well, you passed them, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen, if you walk in this morning, if someone asks you what is the purpose of your life, if you did not say to live for God and bring him glory, then Christian, we need to go back to square one. Because the Bible says, for his pleasure, you and I were created. We're here right now to bring him glory, to bring him pleasure. So that starts it out. Now, I'm going to learn these lessons so that is, that is my intent and my purpose in life. My goodness, if I add these lessons, then I can be fruitful. Then I can produce things, not be barren, produce glory for him. That is the desired outcome. What happens if you don't learn the lessons? You're not fruitful. If you don't add things as, as intended here and as God's plan, here a little, there a little, if we're not constantly focused and thinking about, okay, what's the God's lesson for me today, this week? What is the lesson that, that God has right now for me that I'm not learning, that I'm not embracing? We are unfruitful. We are barren. Where the Bible says that ye, he has come that we might have life, that we might have it more abundantly, and that in turn we might produce fruit, much fruit, much more fruit to his glory the problem is look at verse number nine you neglect these things you refer refuse to learn the lessons of life that he brings here a little there a little here's the here's what happens notice verse number nine but he that lacketh these things is blind he cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins okay have any of you ever walked in the dark before have you ever stubbed a, a toe you ever tripped over something and gotten hurt? It's walking in the dark. It's being blind. It's not seen afar off. Last night it happened to me. Someone left the door on the dishwasher open. The lights in the kitchen were, were dimmed or anything. I walked and about took out my ankle. That was painful. It happens, right? What happens when you walk? Not in light, but in darkness. In fact, John writes it that way. Peter says, here, you're blind. You don't see afar off. What happens? You get hurt. Can I tell you what's going to happen in life? May I just be honest and frank to Christians who remain babes in Christ? If you don't learn the lessons of life, you will get hurt. You're blind. You don't see afar off. And so why do we see sometimes Christians repeatedly not learning the lesson, repeatedly seeming hurt in life, and this problem comes up, and this thing, does, they just can't handle this, and boy, problems and problems and problems, because they aren't learning a lesson that God wants to teach them. And so then God sometimes has to turn away from the easy way, and guess what? The hard way comes the task. God says, all right, you're not getting it. You're not learning it the easy way, and so now I've got to teach you the hard way. You see, the friend, the fact is this. If you look at verse number 10, he tells us we ought to give diligence. We need to make sure, give diligence to learning the lessons of life. Look at verse 10. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. In other words, make sure that it's producing the fruit that your salvation is to produce. Boy, if you're saved and God has saved you and Jesus Christ is, lives within your heart, the Holy Spirit indwells you, my friend, you ought to be producing fruit. So give diligence to learn the lessons to produce that fruit is what Peter says here. And notice what he says, for if you do these things, ye shall never what? 
fall. Anybody fall recently? That hurts. Okay? I've had a tough week apparently falling because I stepped in a hole, twisted my ankle, then I twisted, that was the other leg, twisted my knee, and the next thing I'm on the ground. I fell. My wife was inside the house. She said, I felt bad for you. I bet she was laughing. But anyway, I don't know. It's happened before now. I did. I twisted my, the the kids are like, are you okay? (laughs) Don't you just feel old when your kids are standing over you looking at you and say, are you okay? (laughs) I feel old. I I did. Are you okay, dad? I'm like, I'm fine. (laughs) Help me up. (laughs) It kind of doesn't go together. Anyway, (laughs) you you get hurt, right? When you fall, you get hurt. Man, you know, God wants you and I to learn lessons of life the easy way. Why? Because as a parent, I don't like seeing my children hurt. You realize God in heaven doesn't want to see you hurt? Why does he give you the lessons of life? Because he wants you to learn them the easy way. Hear, heed, hide. Learn it the easy way. Hey, God, what's the lesson for today? All right, I'm going to work on this. I want to learn this today the, the easy way. And that's what God desires. Now, that demands, okay, well, let me back up here. God is leading us along and has lessons for each of us to learn. Now, this is crucial. It means that you and I have to embrace this truth because sometimes we as Christians, we, we, we sit in our pew, we sit like a, a bump on a log, and we think that because we're doing a few things Christian-wise that we're okay, that there's nothing more to learn. Okay, We need to erase that from our thoughts and say, wait a second, until I graduate, God always has a lesson for me. He has a lesson for me today. He has a lesson for me this week, this year. There is some lesson that I, as a Christian, need to learn. Paul said what? I haven't already attained. I've not already reached the time to graduate. Uh, We always look at it here in Christian schools and all schools. You know, the last few weeks of students of the year, for students, they often, what we say, check out. Oh, we're almost done anyway. Who cares? And boy, sometimes they can just check out their brain. And stop listening, stop paying attention, and so forth. Listen, friend, don't do that in the Christian life. God has lessons for you to learn. You may have been saved five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 15 years, 30 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years. Can I tell you, you haven't arrived yet. And that's not a disrespectful statement. That's not a dishonoring statement. It's a statement of reality for all of us. Here a little, there a little. And God still has lessons for you to learn. So what does that demand? It demands this. You and I, every day, what we should we be doing? God, what is the lesson you would have me to learn today? What's the lesson this week? What is it that you want me to learn today? And we could quickly add to that, what should I be adding today? We've seen this in Second Peter. What are the things I should be adding? God, what are the lessons you have for me? Have you asked that recently, Christian? If he's building us one step at a time, one piece at a time, there's no fast forward in the Christian life. There's no jump to the head of the line, no skipping ahead. Uh, There's none of that. He has a lesson for you to learn, and most of the time, there is an easy way to learn it, isn't there? Hear, heed, hide. But, let me back up. Why is that important? Here's the great promise of God. Look at verse 12 again, if you will. Look at verse 12 back here in Isaiah 28. Excuse me. We're back in Isaiah 28, verse 12. Notice it, if you will. We read it a moment ago. I read it quickly, so let's read it a little slower this time. To whom he said, verse 28, Isaiah, uh, verse 12, excuse me, Isaiah 28. This is the rest wherewith he may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. And here's the sad part. Yet they would not 
here. Okay, so number one, we see it. God's lessons are given here a little, there a little. Number two, okay, God's lessons learned give rest and refreshment. Isn't that a great truth? This is what he says. I said to them, I, I gave them my lessons. I told them what to learn and for, give rest to the weary and refreshment, yet they would not hear. See, this is the easy way, the simple act of choosing to hear God. Heed what he says, the, that hiding in your heart so we don't forget it, we don't neglect it. It brings an unparalleled peace, a rest to our souls, a refreshment. And, and can I put that in, in terms for you and I today? It gives a unique ability for us to cope with life in all of its abilities, in all of its, all, excuse me, all of its trials. A unique ability to cope with life in all of its trials and all that it throws at us. You see, his lessons when learned give rest and refreshment to the weary. One of the greatest examples of this is this. When, when Israel finally under Joshua cleared the land, now they didn't do it 100% completely, but they cleared most of it. When Joshua died and when things came to a rest there, you know what the, the Bible says? That God gave Israel rest from all their enemies. Then as we get into judges, the time when the judges ruled, you know what happened? The people forgot the word of God. They stopped obeying it. They stopped learning the lessons of God. God would send an oppressing nation. They would come back. They would hear the terms of God and say, okay, we need to return to God. They returned to God. And then God would deliver them. You know what happens in judges several times? God gave the land rest. God gave the land rest. God gave the land rest. You know why? Because they got in this cycle. They stopped learning the lessons of God. They, they erred. They strayed from him. They wandered from God. And so God had to send the lesson the what? The hard way. And as that oppressor and these nations came, then they repented. Lord, we're doing wrong. And so God sent a deliverer. And then God, one instance, 40 years, he gave the land rest. Another instance, 40 years, he gave another time, four score, he gave the land rest in judges. You see, what God wants through his lessons, he will give you rest. Now, here's the problem. You're going to learn it the easy way or the hard way? Easy way, hard way. God wants to give you rest and refreshment. Someone last week or a couple of weeks ago, maybe now, spoke to me. They were facing a difficult trial. And uh, uh, many of you have said it at different times, too, when facing difficult news or whatever the case may be. Uh, but the statement was made, I just don't know how someone who doesn't know the Lord and can look to him and lean on him could go through something like this. And you know what that tells me? When one of us says that and we go through a trial, and like, man, I just can't imagine what people who don't know God, how they would face something. What that speaks to is this, a lesson learned somewhere in the past. That even when I go through a tough trial, a tough difficulty, I'm going to walk by faith, not by sight, because I've learned that if I will just trust in God in the midst of a terrible situation, my God can even give rest and refreshment in that trial. Man, they've learned that lesson. That's a lesson learned. And now God is providing that fresh refreshment, that rest. You see, even in the hardest situations, there's rest and refreshment found in that lesson that has been learned. It's really what Jesus claimed himself. And I mean, um, this is a great truth. See, Christ, when he came, was trying to teach this. This is what he said in Matthew um, chapter 11, verse 29. He makes this statement. Take my yoke upon you. You remember it. And what does he say? Learn of me. 
Now, what is learning? Lesson. Learn a lesson. I've got things to teach you. Now, learn of me. Sit down in my classroom, grab a seat in a, t- a chair uh, or a chair in a desk, and you're going to learn. Learn of me. Now, what is it? For I'm meek and lonely, and what will you find? Rest. And you shall find rest unto your souls. Now, I've met restless people, but I've also met people with restless souls. That a trial, a heartache, a sorrow has stolen their peace. May I just tell you right now, there is a God in heaven, if you will learn his lessons, that will provide rest unto your soul. There is nothing else on earth that can guarantee that. No pill, no psychologist, nothing can give you that promise. No coping mechanism of drugs or alcohol. No, there is a God who will give you rest unto your soul. And where does it start? It starts by putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Trusting him as your savior. And then him teaching you what? Lesson upon lesson. Can I put it this way? You know how you get in God's classroom? Let's just take a little side note here. You know how you get in God's classroom? You enroll. You know how you enroll? You understand that you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You understand for the wages of sin is death. That means eternal separation from God. And I'm going to hell, and I'm going to be separated from God because of my sin. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So he's offered this gift, and all you have to do is take that free gift. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, whosoever, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You want to know how you enroll in God's classroom? You trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. Now thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. And my friend, you have found yourself a seat in a desk in God's classroom. And from that moment to the moment he takes you to glory, to heaven, you will be learning lessons here a little, there a little. Sometimes the reality is, as you learn a lesson, you'll find out that there is a rest and a peace unto your soul. And he gives a refreshment. Many of us have probably experienced it at some point. Have you ever taken a trip and you find out on that trip you have left something very important? You have left it and you're like searching and like, oh, I meant to pack that and I didn't pack it. I didn't get that in there. When we went to Orlando, I think it was last fall and the last November, uh, I, I was the one who forgot the banana stroller. If you have children, you know you need a banana stroller. And you need, if you're going to be doing any walking and hiking like we had planned and so forth, and with a bum arm at that time that I had, instead of carrying them, you needed a stroller. And boy, that is the worst ever when you find something you need and you forgot it. You didn't bring it on the trip and you feel like you don't have anything. Thankful in America there's Walmarts everywhere. Anyway, <laughs> you just go pick it up and uh, so forth. But you know what? We've all experienced that reality, okay? Now, here's, re- here's the spiritual ass point about it. God's lessons are like that, though. Like that hell. Do you realize that God, and when you and I learn his lesson, that God is equipping us with everything we need to cope with life? Every trial, every situation. So as we come to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, he grows us little by little, step by step, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. He's growing us. He's teaching us so that everything that we face in our lives, because I'll tell you, God does not experience surprises. 
There's nothing in your life that surprises him. So he knows what's coming down here. So back here he's teaching. Oh, I've got to teach him this. I've got to teach her this. Oh, she needs to learn this here. He needs to learn this here because this is going to happen in their life. Now, can I tell you, you miss out on a lesson, that's where pain comes. That's where hurt comes. You fall because you're not prepared. You haven't learned the lessons. Yet God says, listen, if you will follow me, if you will learn of me, I will give you rest unto your souls and I will equip you for everything you need to find rest and refreshment no matter what comes. I like how Peter put it. Certainly he would have learned it too. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3, uh, he says this, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things. How many things? All things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and to virtue. Realize what it means? It means when you and I go God's way, when we learn his lessons, when we are constantly learning from him, you'll have everything you need for this life. When we go on a trip, you know what I like? I like when Erica reads down the list. says, okay, do we have this? And I'm like, yes, we got that. Yes, check. We got it. Yes. Can I tell you, when you follow God, no matter what life holds for you, you have everything packed away that you'll ever need through God. He's given us everything that pertains unto life and godliness. But Ephraim, back here in Isaiah 28, Ephraim, uh, that northern kingdom, they refused God's way, the easy way. Subsequently, the rest and refreshment did not happen. Verse (laughs) number 13, you wonder maybe what that was saying. Verse 13 is essentially they're complaining. Why are you teaching us precept upon precept, line upon line? You're teaching us like little babies. Now, parents, have you ever had one of your children saying, like, you're treating me like a child? And the normal response for a parent is what? It's because you are acting like a child. <laughs> okay, the common sense, you act like one, you're going to treat like one. Now listen, Israel is supposed to be brought along learning a lesson. And they're like, God, why are you teaching us line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little? (laughs) Because you are a babe. You need to grow. And I'm trying to teach you a lesson to grow you into what you need to be. Well, they rebelled against. They didn't like God's plan, his way of teaching the easy way. And so our God in heaven is very powerful, very resourceful. So he has another way of teaching a lesson. Look at verse number 11, if you will, with me. Verse number 11. For with stammering lips in another tongue will he speak to this people. Uh-oh. What does that mean? Well, he's going to speak to them a different way. He's going to speak in specifically in a way that they aren't going to like. Number three, okay? Uh, God's lessons involves the here a little, there a little. God's lessons learned give rest and refreshment. But here's the antithesis of that. God's lessons ignored lead to the hard way of learning. Now, verse 11 seems interesting, the statement about the stammering tongue and so forth, and by itself, that might be, but it's really a fearful proposition. As God has noticed and has said, you failed the easy way, the way I intended you to learn, he's going to use a people of another tongue to come and teach this lesson. He had bring the Assyrians, that fearful nation, down on them in destruction and horror. They would carry some of them away captive, teach them the lessons uh, and the importance of obeying God, putting him first, heeding his law, depending on him first and foremost. Those lessons that they had neglected to hear, that they had refused to listen, to hear, to heed, and to hide. You see, the simple reality is they should have been enjoying the blessings of God and his le- from his lessons and his leading, but instead 
This lesson to be learned is going to be their undoing as a nation. The northern kingdom would never recover. northern kingdom is going to fall and be hurt. Be vexation and sorrow was going to come. They had no one to blame but themselves. They had chosen the hard way to learn God's lesson. And it's a sad story here in Isaiah 28. And we know the outcome that indeed happens. They're carried away and God has to teach them a hard lesson. And boy, he's sitting there in heaven. He doesn't want any Christian to learn the lesson the hard way. But interesting in this passage, I'll share one last truth and we're done. Number four, young people, would you get this? God's lessons are sometimes learned best through the example of others. This is sometimes the easy way. This is sometimes what God says, now listen, here's, I want you to learn it the easy way. And one of those is that you can do it through the example of others. Now in this chapter, God turns his attention in his proclamation to the southern kingdom of Judah. Jerusalem as its capital. Look in verse number 14. Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord, ye scornful men that rule this people, which is in Jerusalem. Okay, now he's looking to a whole different part, the southern kingdom. He's addressing them, and the point is crystal clear. You need to hear and listen. You need to learn from the example of your brothers in the northern kingdom. You need to turn, choose to learn the lesson the easy way or face the hard way. Man, God is in heaven is so gracious to you and I that he's given us many case studies in the lessons that he wants us to learn. You see, uh, they're here in this wonderful book. We can study and we can learn. Oh, there's some good lessons to learn uh, in the lives of others. In fellow Christians, we can learn that. Children, you can learn great lessons from your parents, the they, things they have experienced. You can learn those lessons here. and I, I, Well, even in many places. First Corinthians chapter 10 is a good one. Paul um, makes a point clear. He's speaking to the church. And as he's speaking to the church there, the assembly of Lee, he's encouraging them uh, that one of the easy ways to learn God's lesson is to learn from the examples of others. And in that passage, 1 Corinthians 10, he's speaking of old Israel of old. And he writes in verse 6 of, uh, um, let me back up, here we go. Verse 6, now these things were written for our examples. So learn the lessons from their examples. And he goes on to reiterate that just a couple verses later, verse number 11, he says this. Notice this. Now all these things happen unto them for examples. They're written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Our admonition for us to learn from, to hear, to heed, and to hide. And you know what the next verse says? Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Hear it. Heed it. And then hide it. And one of the best ways to do that, my, Israel did that to God in the wilderness. That's what First Corinthians 10 is talking about. They lusted after things they shouldn't have. They did that. They rebelled against God's authority and his leadership. Man, I want to learn that lesson now so that I don't think I stand and I fall when I, I'm going my own way. It's a great passage. The verse after that speaks about daily temptations and trials. Man, hear, heed, hide it. And you'll learn the lesson the easy way. You won't fall. You'll find rest unto your souls. Christian, this morning, can I just encourage you to heed these words? Too often, now, don't miss this. We'll be done. Too often, we as Christians, we claim and profess to believe God's word. We 
study it, but it's only superficially. We compromise doctrines. We disobey its instructions and simply stated, we don't learn the lessons that God has for us the easy way. Paul was addressing that in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12, when he says, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you ought to have learned all these lessons so that you could teach others. The fact is, you, you weren't there. Ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. Learn the lesson that God has for you this week. It starts by saying, okay, God, I realize that here a little, there a little is how you're going to grow me as a Christian. So, Father, what lesson do you have for me today? What do I need to add this week? What is it you want me to focus on? You know, the reality of most Christians today is like the Corinthians of old, where Paul addressed them as babes in Christ in 1 Corinthians 3. I'll just tell you right now, if I could speak to the entirety of Christendom, if I could speak to every church this morning, it would just simply be this to Christians. In the dark world that we live in, we as Christians need to grow up. We need to embrace the lessons that God has for us, growing into the very image of Jesus Christ. We need to embrace that line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. I like what he wrote just a chapter later in Hebrews chapter 6. Paul says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Notice this. Let us go on. Let us grow. Let us move forward. Let's learn here a little, there a little. Let's take those lessons, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptism, of laying on hands, of resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment. And notice this last statement. And this we will do. I challenge you this morning, Christian, would you just simply purpose in your heart and this invitation to follow in this moment, would you just say, God, I'm purposing to learn the lesson you have for me today. I want to go on. I don't want to stay where I am as a Christian. I don't want to stop right there. I I, I don't want to, mm, no, I want to move on. I don't know, Pastor. Can I trust God? Well, let me tell you what the book of Isaiah 28 says, look at the last verse of the passage, would you? Isaiah chapter 28, look at verse 29. Notice what it says quickly. This also cometh forth from the Lord of hosts. What do we know about the Lord of hosts? Notice it, which is wonderful in counsel and excellent in working. Can I put it just this two ways? You know what verse 29 tells us? Number one, God's counsel, his lessons, his teaching is wonderful. Now, Christian, Those of you who've been alive a long time, you've learned a lot of lessons. I said God's counsel is wonderful. What do we say? Amen. Number two, I like that second statement. His working or his way is excellent. Amen. Now listen, you know what we want to do today? We want to compare the world's wisdom. We want to compare our own wisdom to God's wisdom. Say, yeah, it's pretty close. Can I tell you, it ain't anywhere close. It ain't anything like it. Don't lean unto your own understanding. Life will fall apart. Life will be full of pain and hurt and sorrow. But my friend, if you learn of Jesus Christ, you will find rest unto your souls. How about it? Four simple truths. Four simple things about the very lessons of God. Where you at, Christian? What lesson is staring you in the face? And are you learning it the easy way? Are you going to have to force God to teach you the hard way? Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We are grateful for it. And Lord, we're thankful that 
You are a God who is never done with us. And Father, until you bring us to heaven with you, Father, you are constantly, continually teaching us. And Lord, I would pray for every Christian right now in this building, Lord, that they would be honest before you in their hearts. They would be seeking and beseeching you, appealing to you to reveal to them the lesson that you want to teach them this day, this week. Father, I pray that maybe there's a Christian here who knows the lesson you've been trying to teach, but they have been like that nation of Ephraim, the northern kingdom, and they've just been kicking against the pricks. They've refused to learn the lesson, and Father, you're just about to unleash the hard way. I, I pray, Father, that today would be a day of repentance. Maybe there's some here who have sin in their life, Father, and you would know that. I, I pray you'd convict them of that sin that is causing them to be stubborn and not learn the lessons you have for them. Father, I pray you'd forgive us where we have become stagnant, where we have embraced the prideful mentality that we have already attained, we have already arrived, there's nothing for us to learn as Christians. Would you forgive us of that? And then, Father, I pray that you'd soften our hearts and help us to embrace the lessons that you have for us. Father, I praise you that you are a patient, long-suffering God. Thankful that you teach us lessons here a little and there a little. And, Father, sometimes even when we... Uh, neglect the easy way father you, you you send another reminder and father you give us a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance even before the hard way comes and lord would you help us as christians would we purpose today to embrace the lesson that you have for us work in this invitation father as only you can